We talk and we yell. We kvetch and we kvell. It's Carol and Ethel's podcast. We're going to talk about Fiddler. Yeah, Fiddler on the Roof. We're going to talk about it. I would say Fiddler is perhaps the most consequential piece of art in the entirety of human history. You know, between the two of us, we've been in 17 different productions of Fiddler. And less than half of them were at the JCC. The others were for unsuspecting commuters on Metro North. We always got to the bottle dance right as we were pulling into Croton Harmon. It was a disaster. Yeah, every time. But look, what you have to understand about Fiddler is that the core material is so solid, there are lots of different ways you can perform it. Yeah, remember we saw that one where there were no lines and everyone one was just hacking and coughing the whole time? No, they weren't coughing. It was just in Yiddish. Oh. Okay, so first we're going to go through the plot. Yeah, we're going to do a little synopsis just in case you've never seen it. Although, look, if you've made it to episode 14 of our podcast and you don't know the plot of Fiddler on the Roof, I really don't understand. Yeah, what's your deal? What are you getting out of this? Does it make any sense to you? You must think we're just aimlessly rambling. Well, we are just aimlessly rambling. Speaking of aimlessly rambling, we need to call Sharon Goodman. Oh, what's the occasion? Nothing. We just need to give her a call. She'll give us a call and ask why we haven't called yet today. Why are we friends with her? So anyway, the plot of Fiddler on the Roof. Sounds crazy, no? What sounds crazy? No, I was doing a line from the show. Oh, you were doing a line from the show. Look at you, Carol. Yeah, from the monologue. That was very clever. You know, why don't you tell the story? Okay, I can tell the story. So we're in the village of Anatevka, which is somewhere between Crown Heights and Flatbush. No, Carol, it's not. You know what? I'll just do it. Oh. So, Fiddler on the Roof is about Tevya. Yeah, and he's very handsome. And he has these three daughters. I thought he had five. Look, do you think there are any 13-year-old girls writing home for summer camp because they got cast as Sprinza? I don't think so. Oh. So anyway, each of Tevya's three relevant daughters wants to marry someone in a way that goes against tradition. And poor Tevya just can't catch a break. Yeah, and you basically go through them one by one, and there's an intermission somewhere, and then that's the show. So the first daughter is Seidel. You know, I've never played Seidel. You've never played Seidel? Well, the one time I auditioned for her, I got cast as from a Sarah. Oh. I must have been a little too headstrong. So Tzidel wants to marry the butcher, but her father wants her to marry the tailor. Uh, no, it's the other way around. She wants to marry the tailor, not the butcher. That's what I said. Uh, no, you said, you know what, it doesn't matter. Oh. Anyway, Yanta, the town matchmaker, matches Tzidel with Laser Wolf, who's the wealthy butcher. But he's three times her age, and she doesn't love him, and she wants to marry the poor tailor instead. Why is his name Laser Wolf? What? It sounds like he's a wolf that shoots lasers out of his eyes. Why would they name him that? I don't know. That's just his name. It's very distracting. Yeah, talk about distracting. Okay, so Tevya decides to break from tradition and let Seidel marry the man she loves. Fine. Yeah, I think it's a good choice. Yeah, you know, she's a Jewish woman. She's going to do what she wants. And he seems like a nice boy. I think Tevya did the right thing. Yeah, for this one, we're going to give Tevya a B plus. It's not quite an A because he made much more of a commotion than he needed to with the dreams and the singing and the ghosts. And, you know, he could have just told his wife he changed his mind and he skipped half of the first act. Okay, next is Huddle. So Hoddle falls in love with a communist revolutionary named Perchik. Now look, we came of age in the 1960s, so believe us when we say we understand. Yeah, in college we used to go visit UC Berkeley, so, you know, we empathize. But then Perchik goes off to fight in the revolution and gets arrested and sent to Siberia. So Huddle decides she's going to go off and try to find him, and Tevya lets her go. Which is completely and utterly ridiculous. This girl is, what, 15 years old and she's never left the shtetl? And she just gets on a train to Siberia? She's going to get herself killed. Yeah, and what's her plan when she gets there? It's not like she can send him an email. Is she just going to go around asking for Perchik? Does she even know his last name? Imagine you're a guard at a Siberian prison camp and this little girl comes up to you and says she's looking for her boyfriend. What the hell do you even say to that? You say, Jesus Christ, where are your parents? Are they out of their minds or something? So Tevye gets a D- minus on this one. It would be an F, but she sings a nice song. So, you know, D-. minus. Okay, next is Chava. Yeah, Chava with a ch. 
and she wants to marry this guy, but he's not Jewish. So what does Tevye do? He says no. There is no other hand. He disowns her. Yeah, and it's during a pogrom, and he says, sorry, you're on your own. I'm going to give him a C. I mean, look, you want her to marry someone Jewish, I understand. But when everyone's getting pogromed anyway, I don't know, maybe you can make an exception. So the moral of the story is, look, if you want to run off to Siberia chasing a boy, it's fine as long as he's Jewish. And if he's not, you're out of the family. That's what I tell my grandchildren. I think this show has really stood the test of time. Yeah, and you know, the Upper West Side is kind of like its own little shtetl. We even have our own fiddler on the roof. He plays the trombone on 79th Street. Yeah, he's all. It's a complete nuisance to the whole neighborhood. Oh.